This is Beekeeper Confidential. I'm your host, Mandy Shaw. Producing this show is really important to me, and the feedback and support that I've received from our listeners has been so encouraging that despite my crazy schedule right now, I was able to create one last episode for 2018. We have new patrons this month, Gary and Margaret from the New Zealand beekeeping podcast Kiwi Mana. If you haven't heard their show before, you should check it out. They also produce beekeeping videos, a blog, and sell beekeeping supplies. They do a lot for the beekeeping community, and I'm honored to be in their circle. If you want to become a patron, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash mandyshaw. If you aren't able to become a patron, that's okay too. By liking and sharing Beekeeper Confidential on social media, you can help share the unique stories that we tell on this show. I also have a limited supply of Beekeeper Confidential stickers available on my website, waggleworkspdx.com. You can slap one on your hive or your laptop or water bottle or your hive tool, but probably not on your smoker. On August 28, 2018, a swarm of bees landed at a hot dog stand in Times Square and quickly generated a frenzied buzz of news headlines and social media posts. The incident was live-streamed for the world to watch as one of NYPD's bee cops collected the bees while his partner in beekeeping manned their official Twitter account to respond to the flood of inquiries. City swarms are more common than you might think, and in New York City, their police force is equipped with beekeepers to respond. The NYPD has had an official beekeeper since the 1990s, and when the previous bee cop retired in 2014, Officer Darren Mays took on the responsibility to protect and serve New York's pollinators. Mays was joined by Officer Michael Loriano about a year ago, and together they keep the peace as bees swarm the city. Since the infamous hot dog swarm, Officer Mays and Loriano have been featured by dozens of news and media outlets. One quick Google of NYPD B-Cop returns pages and pages of results. I couldn't resist the urge to reach out to the NYPD B-Cops on their official Twitter account. Officer Darren Mays graciously accepted my invitation to join us on the show. He was delightful and funny, and I'm so excited to share our conversation with you. Beekeepers, meet NYPD B-Cop, Officer Darren Mays.
Hello? Hi, Amanda. Hi, is this Darren? Hey, yes. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great this morning. Thank you so much for calling me. No problem. <laughs> you have certainly been popular this year. Um, yeah, I think we, myself and my um, compadre, was catching some buzz. <laughs> but even before the infamous uh, hot dog stand swarm, you were already gaining some attention. Before that, yeah, I did get some, but this the hot dog stand really put us over the top. What do you think caused that? No, um, there's hides in, in that area. Some people have hides on um, some restaurants, but the hotels in that area. Uh-huh. And uh, it, was, it was one of the most humid days in the city that day. And, I, you know, we're thinking for the amount of bees that were in there, the whole hive probably absconded. Oh, wow. Well, I guess that was in August, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hardest Times Square, you can't, you can't have more central location than that and having a lot of New Yorkers not notice. <laughs> I keep trying to think of a hot dog bee pun, and I can't think of anything. Has anybody come up with any funny hot dog bee jokes? Um... I have to look on the Twitter account. Um, they said a few, um, but I have to, I don't remember more hand because uh, while um, Officer Loriano was busy uh, gathering the bees off the hot dogs, then I was handling the Twitter account from home, answering questions, you know, fielding any questions and concerns people were having. How do you guys decide which one of you goes on the swarm call? Well, this is his first year doing it with me. All before it was just me. He works in the daytime um, from, I think, 6 to 2.30. And I work uh, at nighttime from 11 p.m. until 8 in the morning. So what happens is we kind of work it out where if anything comes in the evening, like any time after, say, 3 o'clock p.m., I would handle anything, which, you know, most, you only see swarms during the daytime. Most of the people are noticing. Mm -hmm. They can stay there overnight, but, you know, people won't notice until the daytime. So him and I have it where, um, you know, if anything in the daytime before um, 3 o'clock, he would handle anything after that, I would take care in the evening. When you're working the night shift, what are some of the most common citations or infractions that people are, are doing? Um, well, usually if, if I have to write traffic infractions, usually for going through red lights. Um, but if I have to answer radio calls, you know, it's usually domestic, domestic incidents. Oh. And, um, yeah, a lot of domestics and, uh, what we call, uh, um, emotionally disturbed people. Oh. A lot of, a lot of those calls. Do you think that there are some parallels between being a police officer and, and the public service that you do with that and the work that you do with the bees? I, I just think that it's a great thing. It, it's just eye-opening, you know, that it, it shows people that we are more than police officers. Oh, We're yeah. able to adapt to, you know, when we wear many hats as it is already just being a police officer. So being a beekeeper and able to use that skill and the knowledge of what you know about beekeeping, 
and put it to work in actual use in the public and people see it. Mm-hmm. And they see you, you know, being um, multifaceted where you're more than a police officer, mm-hmm. you know, we're a counselor, we're beekeepers, we're everything. So we can handle any situation that probably come up in New York City. <laughs> when you're headed to a swarm call, do you get to turn on the lights and the siren on your police car? <laughs> No, we don't. Um, <laughs> what happens is uh, a lot of times we're at home. Um, like when I go, I'm usually responding from my home, and I'm usually an hour, at least an hour way upstate New York, so I'm in my personal vehicle. Oh, wow. But there was, there was a time um, when I did have a, 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 a car, you know, with the license siren. We do turn them on, but not in a rush. We probably turn them on just to have traffic move out of the way, move to the side so we can get there. But it's not—it's never an urgency to get there to the swarms because they, uh, you know, right when they settle, people call and we get the call and we're pretty much there right away. So mm-hmm. you don't risk the chance of them taking off again. I often wish that I had uh, sirens and lights for my vehicle when I'm going on a swarm call. <laughs> it's a nice tool to have if you have it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this fantasy that I have caught a swarm and I'm speeding down the highway and there's bees, you know, flying around in my car and then I get pulled over. And I explain to the officer what's going on, and he calls in backup, and then I get a police escort to my apiary. Um, that can happen. I, I mean, um, there are times uh, uh, when I'm responding my own personal car, which has no lights and sirens, and I would just tell, um, I'll tell them once I get into Manhattan and get into traffic, I would mm-hmm. radio them and, and tell them where I'm at, and they would pull help me pull through the traffic. That's amazing. So you're kind of famous. Do people ask you for your autograph or like when you're on uh, when you're on a shift, do people recognize you? Not the public. No one in public ever recognized me. Officer Loriano said people recognize him. He works during the daytime, so more people he's seen more during the daytime. I'm the night guy. Oh, okay. During the daytime. And, you're like the uh, undercover beekeeper then. Yeah, I'm the more low key one. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather have it that way because people ask a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. A lot of redundant questions. <laughs> well, I hope I don't ask you any redundant questions today. I know that you've been interviewed by New York Post, Vice, Business Insider, The New Yorker, CBS News, yeah. Wall Street Journal. That's really yeah, something. It's done a lot. <laughs> It's been perfect for the resume, for sure. Yeah. When you guys are out and you're collecting bees, I mean, of course, you're gathering a crowd because you're working in such uh, central locations. Do people cheer for you guys? Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're, you know, after they after they get up, uh, after they take the pictures, and you know, after they uh, see the finished product of all the bees removed, they kind of cheer on and you know, clap and just say, tell you it's a good job, and just say that's something I would never do. I don't know how you. <laughs> have the courage to do it. Do you think that beekeeping helps with like some of the stress management? Because I would imagine being a police officer can be incredibly stressful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that was one of the things I, I tell pretty much in every interview, and I tell everyone. Um, days I had bad days or bad nights at work. I come home in the morning, and I and I. 
know, I'll go to the hive, you do an inspection, or to see what's going on. It's the most calming factor yeah. for me. It's a very stressful relief just to see them, see their interactions and how they are flying around you, not even caring about anything else. <laughs> you know, it, it's very calming and relaxing. It's meditation, good meditation. What's your favorite aspect of beekeeping? Um, I'll tell you, the most dissatisfying I find <laughs> is harvesting. I don't like harvesting because it's such a sticky mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the most satisfying thing I like to do is finding finding the queen. When you have two supers on, plus your honey supers, and just combing through, finding her, and also um, treating for the mites. Yeah. Like, can you arrest the mites? Oh, you guys have hive beetles. Ugh. I have. Uh, I don't have it in the city, um, on the rooftop, but I do have them here at home. I'm, I'm like upstate, and, and um, and I'm backed up to a preserve, so I do have a wooded area where I have the hive beetles. Oh wow! What but do you do about city, them? I get the little small um hive beetle traps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, I, I had these, uh, if you ever seen those signs, those signs where people want to, politician signs, I call them. Oh, the, like you the know, corrugated plastic? Corrugated boxes, yeah. I yeah. get those and I cut them into squares, fill them with oil, seal the side, and, and they go right in there. You know, once they get forced to the top by the beat, they run right in there, they throw the hide, the, the grease and stuff, and get trapped in. Oh, Wow. And does that prevent, like, once they get to that stage where there's lots of larvae and they're getting your honey all slimy, do you think that that's really effective in preventing them from getting to that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, if your hive is strong, um, because I go there every morning, I'll go check, and once I go there, I see that the bees chase them all to the top and chase them to that area, (sighs) and I just kill them all, you know, trying to fly away and start crushing them. Yeah. And I'll do that at least three, two to three times a day. Oh, wow. Um, I'll go down there and let them, you know, once I know that they're rushing up there and stuff like that, I'll take care of it. And what do you like yeah. to do about the Varroa mites? Um, the oxalic acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I treat them with that before the honey flow and after the honey flow. Oh, nice. Do you do a vaporization yeah. or a yeah, dribble? The vapor, the, yes, the yeah, the vaporization. Yeah. The debate machine. I just did that on my hives uh, for the first time, and uh, that was it was quite a job. It's it's a little bit of work because for one thing you gotta you gotta prepare yourself and suit up so you don't get that acid on you. Yeah. Um, but it's it's quite easy. It doesn't it's, seem to I, I bother the bees all that much either, which I really no, like that about it. Yeah, it, it doesn't. But I tell you what, it does tricks on them on on the mites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is your apiary basically all swarms that you've caught, or do you ever have to buy bees? Oh, I, I buy bees. Um, I always buy, I buy, like, uh, I buy a package, like two packages, mm-hmm. two to three packages a season where I would take here at my home. For the apiary in the city, they're caught. I, I you know, because sometimes yeah. I'm not able to make it back home, and I say whatever I catch, I just end up putting on the rooftop. So, but... At home, um, I'll, I'll buy two packages in the beginning of the season just for myself. Mm-hmm. Everything in the city, I capture. What is it like uh, for the winter time? Do you guys have a 
good survival rate? Probably as good as everyone else. Um, you know, going into the winter with six hives, I'm good if I get 50%, three, three that'll survive, three yeah. to four. That's about what it is I, here. Our our biggest yeah. trouble for winterizing in Portland or in the Willamette Valley is um, moisture buildup because it's just it's so wet yeah. here. That's what kills them. If people think it's cold, no, it's the moisture. Yeah. You were introduced to beekeeping a little over 10 years ago, is that correct? Yeah. What was it like your first time handling the bees? <laughs> a nervous wreck. <laughs> um, very nervous. I got my first package. And when I installed it, I, I was nervous. You know, I had the whole full body suit from, um, you know, the whole one-piece suit. And I was nervous. I had no idea what, I, what to do, what I was doing, but I YouTubed everything. And once I did get it in, I raised my hand in the air like I was rocky. Like I coughed something big. But it was a great feeling to get them in there. And then just to watch them really take off. That's such a, an then, amazing um, feeling, I think. And I, I, I always tell people that are afraid of bees, I'll have them over and I'll show them, you know, the hives and let them watch the bees coming yeah. and going. And they get so excited and fascinated that that fear just drops away. And that's what happened to me, my friend Rich. You know, he was telling me about it. I laughed at him when I found out he was taking beekeeping classes. <laughs> I called him immediately. He said, Darren, I know you called to laugh at me about my bees. He said, keep laughing now, wait until he tastes the honey. <sighs> I wasn't fond of honey. I never really liked the taste of honey. But, uh, you know, I tried his honey. I tasted it. I acquired the taste, and I liked it. But I went to his house, and he said, come check my bees out. I had no interest in seeing them. First thing we think about bees, they're sting us. So I was like, I don't want to get stung by the bees. He's like, no, they don't do that. They're not like that. But I didn't want to hurt his feelings, so I said, okay, I'll go take a look. <laughs> I went down to his hive. I stood probably like uh, 10 feet away. And he said, no, come get closer. They won't sting. And then, you know, I was like, okay, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'll get a little closer. <laughs> and I kept getting closer on my own. And I knelt. Next thing I know, I was kneeling within three feet from the hive, watching the bees come and go. I was out there an hour. Mm. He walked away, went inside the house. I didn't even notice when he walked away. Now my wife and his wife and himself is looking out the window laughing at me. <laughs> and I kind of looked up and realized he was gone. And I looked around embarrassed because they started looking out the window laughing at me. And, and I was excited. I, I really caught the bug. And then they asked me about it. Oh, you think there's something you would do? Look like you're interested in me nonchalant. They have a like, no, it's not my thing. Mm. I don't want nothing to do with bees. So, you know, that's how I played it coyly. So <laughs> my wife, <laughs> she bought me a kit uh, for Christmas, you know, with the uh, the supers and stuff like that, the whole setup. Yeah. And I was like, where do I get these? She said, I already did all of research. I found a guy who lives uh, like 30 minutes away from us who sell package bees. And I said, okay. She said, I even sign you up for a club, for an association where you can go and meet once a month and you can learn everything and the meetings and stuff like that. And that's what I did. <sighs> did you do the same? Well, I when I got into bees, I had watched a, a movie called More Than Honey. And it talked, yeah, it, and it talked about, you know, the troubles that the pollinators are facing and I thought, well, I want to help out. I want to do something. And so I started keeping uh, mason bees. 
Okay. Which are like the little ones that nest in the tubes. But I loved it so much that I started studying honeybees and how to do honeybee keeping. And I studied for about a year and then a swarm landed in my front yard. No way. And I thought, well, that's that's a sign. I can't ignore that. Um, but I didn't have a hive or anything. So uh, we have a, a hotline that people can call and report swarms. And so this uh, beekeeper came and climbed up a really tall ladder and he vacuumed them up. And I had such a rush from that experience. I wanted to just celebrate and um, so it wasn't too long after that that I, I got bees, and I felt so nervous when I was installing my first um, nucleus colony. I was shaking and holding the frame way out from me, <laughs> but, but it, it was like, I can't imagine not having bees now that right. they've become so much a part of who I am and, and what right. I believe in and... and yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, I was a little uh, embarrassed, you know, to, to tell people I was doing it. And uh but once I got over that, you know, I was like, I don't care because everyone was very receptive towards it. They was like, Oh man, that's great, that's mm-hmm. great, you know, that's such a good thing and then when I harvested you know, my first harvest I had like over eighty you know, over eighty pounds. I was like, Man <laughs> That's amazing. Said, Man, I, I really can't believe they make this stuff and you know, I shared it with with friends and co workers and then and it, it it just turned into something good. Mm. And we had one beekeeper for the department for years. He retired abruptly and they needed a replacement and you know, one of my co workers mentioned my name to <laughs> <laughs> some higher ups and they got a they got they caught a hold of it and they got in touch with me and it's like we need you to step up and be the new department beekeeper. Wow, what an honor! Do you get to wear a special pin on your uniform? <laughs> no pins, nothing, um, nothing. But it's too good sometimes when I go to details and people recognize me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh yeah, that's the department beekeeper there. You know, some people recognize it. Some people have no clue who I am or what I am. Um, if I call the command and saying, hey, I, I got a call about a swarm here or I have to go there, could you have a car go over to this location, put up some caution tapes and have an officer wait there upon my arrival? And who are you again? What's your name? I said, I'm a department beekeeper. They kind of brush me off. I've got the phone hung up in my face. Like I'm playing games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they hung up on me. Did they think it was some kind of a prank? Yeah, they think it was a prank. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, once they do that, I have to make a phone call to operations and operations and get a hold on them and there's some shouting going on. It was like, this is an important call. Don't hang up on them. He's going there to get some beats and some money over this bullshit. When you're collecting a swarm, do you have a special, um, like, reading them their rights? Like, you have the right to make honey. You have the right to pollinate. No reading them make right. Uh, no, no, no reading their rights. The only thing I tell them, Hello, ladies. I'm here to uh, remove you to take you to a new home. Would you please just cooperate with me? That's it. Voluntary <laughs> compliance. Yeah. 
How many swarms do you think you've caught to date since you became oh, the department beekeeper? Probably 25 to 30. I'm okay. I'm still learning. <laughs> still learning the craft. Do you think that other police departments in this country should have beekeeping units? I, I think so. I think every department should have it, have one. Yeah. Um, and why is because, um, you know, when bees swarm, it's in, in public places, mostly in public places. And it's a liability for any private citizen to get them. Mm-hmm. You know, if something happens, they're pretty much covered. The city will cover them or the department will cover them if, if it's a liability issue. And that's the problem we're kind of having with some of the other beekeepers and stuff saying that, you know, we, you know, that why do, why are we getting it? And it's because it's a liability issue, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're easily, easily available. When people call 911, they want a police officer to respond for everything. So thank God that we're able to do it and we're able to respond. Yeah, definitely. So I've been reading about um, beekeeping programs for people that are incarcerated and I really like that idea because I, I know and, and I think that you know how transformative working with bees can be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, you know, you have a lot of commercial uh, beekeepers who can use help mm-hmm. when it's time to, uh, you know, harvest or split newts and stuff like that when bee season comes. So it, it definitely can be a help and it can get some employment doing that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I hadn't really thought about that part of it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be. Ta- I think it'd be a good thing to be taught like every freeman. Um, and not only that, it takes their mind off any kind of rage or or or, or if anything upsetting them because they're so calming and and that's a, a way out. You know, they can see how calming the bees is and and they can live vicariously through them while they're incarcerated. Yeah, yeah. I think that as a society, we could learn so much from how the bees are. Yeah, because they have the perfect society, don't they? There's no infighting. There's no, there's actually no boss because we all know the queen is, you know, her job is to lay eggs and sustain the colony, but she's definitely not in charge. Right. Once she stops doing her job, she gets booted out. (laughs) Everybody's working for the good of the colony, and I just, I love that. Yeah, there's no politics in bees, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you petitioned the department to change the color of the uniforms to black and yellow? That would be a no. (laughs) I I love the color because the color of my favorite football team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they would never go for it. (laughs) In a perfect world. (laughs) (laughs) In a perfect world, it would be nice. Oh. Well, gosh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but it has been so much fun talking with you. All right. right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be sure to check out my blog at waggleworkspdx.com to see photos of Officer Mays and his bees. And if you haven't already, you can find Beekeeper Confidential on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow my personal Instagram account dedicated to bees and beekeeping, at being Mandy, and that's being with two E's. Thank you all for joining me on this journey to tell the stories of everyday beekeepers. 2018 has been an extraordinary year for me, and the connections that I've made have been completely enriching. 
2019 is already shaping up to be full of beekeeping, education, community engagement, travel, and connectivity, and I can't wait to share it with you. Until next time, may the buzz be with you.